0: This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number 10.
1: Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes.
0: So today we're excited to be joined by Shaka Jamal, who is the founder of Namaste Ready, a co-op here in Oakland that provides yoga and self-care, healing practices. Hey, Shaka, how are you doing? Peace. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah, hey, what's going man. on? Doing good. Doing good. Good to be here with y'all. Hey, so glad that you're here, man. So we heard about Namaste Ready and definitely wanted to have you on. To talk a little bit about it. So why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about your business and and how you got started.
2: Wow. So Namaste Ready has been something that has been forming and growing, I would probably say close to about six years or so. So I originally got my yoga teacher certification through an organization called Naroga. Naroga Institute based in Berkeley and Oakland. And what their one of their main goals is to is to transform and to change the zip code of yoga, you know, because, you know, we might have certain stereotypes of what yoga is and who practices yoga. But they were really determined upon switching that 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 narrative. And by doing that, they give many uh, people of color, people of the, the worldwide majority opportunities to come and learn to practice um, at much cheaper rates than what you would usually find because it's usually inaccessible to to many people. And I originally wanted to do it not just to be a teacher, but to even, I would even say just to save my own life, you know, just to be able to get a hold of some health challenges that I was dealing with, um, to get in better shape, uh, and to be more centered. And I got so into it that... um, At the end, at the graduation, I totally forgot that I had to give a hundred hours for free back to the community. Right. So like now you got your certificate. Well, go put in your hundred hours in the community. And I was like, what? And I just became so focused in it. But also at that same time, I realized that everything I had learned throughout that year. I couldn't hold on for, for myself. This was something that I had to share. So with that hundred hours, I gave out. I went out and gave free classes to Growing Roses in Concrete, you know, the charter school here, here in Oakland, uh, East Oakland Youth Development Center (EOYDC), and also Juvenile Hall for 150th. Through that, started gaining more um, practice, gaining my full 200-hour certification, and then started gathering other yogis. Um, who were like-minded, and we started just giving free donation-based classes in East Oakland. We were teaching Franz martial arts, EOYDC, uh, San Antonio Park, and people would just come. And what we found out was that there were some people who practiced yoga inside their own homes, but they really, at times, didn't always feel comfortable inside the yoga studios. You know, um, many many times because they didn't see other people that looked like them, and also. Um, the teachers many times weren't um, and many times especially were not black men right so through that just kept building building having private classes for organizations nonprofits, profits um, and then recently we're coming up to the quarantine so I'm having classes then the quarantine hits and maybe I had done I don't know maybe one or two classes online right through Zoom, but then throughout the quarantine, ninety-five percent of the classes have been online through Zoom, right? And with that, been able to also access many people that I normally wouldn't be in contact with. You know, started doing uh, classes on Zoom classes on Facebook and Instagram and teaming with other health center organizations in Oakland who now have this international reach. So also, although the, the, the quarantine and pandemic has certainly stifled certain things of face to face, it's definitely allowed the reach to get so much further. And now I'm really seeing that, you know, the, with the goals of Namaste Ready to activate the the healing powers of the black community that's really what this is for um through alternative practices that normally aren't accessible to the people um i see it getting even stronger and stronger yeah so that that's that's pretty much it um uh in a nutshell right there
1: all right so um i i guess my first question you already kind of started the process of talking about it but like when when the pandemic hit like uh, as you had to transition from uh, live in-person classes to, uh, to virtual, feel like that there might be a, a, tr- a possibility that there could be some drop off in the mindfulness of it, uh, if, if that makes sense.
2: Yes, because, you know, the drop off in the mindfulness could be because people are so f- trying to be focused on the digital technology side. So they won't be able to let that go and be able to sink in because they got to make sure the connection, they get the connection, make sure the connection stays good. Make sure you can hear them and everything. But there was a lot of, I think some, I had a little bit of fear and anxiety about it. But the more I did it, the more I practiced, I began to be more relaxed about it. And then as more people did it more regularly, they began to be more relaxed about it because they know that we might do nine classes and one of those, we just going to have bad Wi-Fi. You know, so a main part of that is learning that if we stay consistent with it, even if we have the bad connection, we're not able to have a class. We've gathered enough reserves so that we can still do a practice on our own, because that's a lot of what the classes are about. The classes are about learning as much as you can for yourself so that when you're not able to join with others, you have your own personal practice. And that's where the 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 real health benefits and the magic of yoga really really comes in but i tell you i was in such a groove at that time when the quarantine hit um i immediately started working and trying to figure out how do i how do i keep this going because i we knew we had um something that the people needed and i and i i can tell you even now months after the pandemic has hit i've had many more phone calls from from brothers from black men asking for classes either for group classes or one-on-one and this is black men from all walks of life i'm talking about people who work in farms people who work in technology people who work in media um corporate work and i think people are really seeing that this may be something that can benefit me and if they've had a taste of it they know okay i need more of this right so i'm i'm just um happy to be in that position where i can um give a little bit of what I gained to uplift myself to others. Oh that's great, Shaka. Hey, you said something there that
0: made me that made me think of a of a question. And what and it is, was there something that happened or that triggered you to to think, hey, I'm really on to
2: something here. Wow. It, w- it was definitely throughout the training process, because the training process was rigorous. Rigorous. And it was not only yoga they taught us on trauma-informed yoga, right? So that we're teaching in a way that doesn't trigger maybe past traumas that people have uh, experienced. So they really want to make it as accessible to as many people as possible. We have to journal all the time about things that, that we learn. And I think that introspective process of journaling and then sharing it with others and, and, You know, I come also from a field of film and media where we were in school. When we did our work, we had to show it to other students and our teachers all together. It's not like, you know, if you're a math major, you do your tests, only your teacher sees it. Right. So you have to be very open to things. And in the yoga training, we have to actually teach our teachers. We have to teach our classmates and then receive feedback from them. And I think that process really starts. Opening it really started opening me up to my own insight and also the insight of others on not only what I needed to strengthen but the things I already uh, was good at naturally and through that I was able to you know know that okay maybe certain these poses the way I explain it that really attaches to people in a, in a positive way and. The more I did it, it just that that energy just started to grow.
1: Awesome. So um, I got a couple of things, but I'm gonna try okay. to stay focused and 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 not hit you with about three thousand questions. So <laughs> keep that, coming. One of the first things that 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 made the connection for me between you and Namaste Ready was I saw you on a uh, pregame show for the Warriors, uh,
2: and I was curious how that came about. Okay, so. I was doing work um for um Kingmakers of Oakland, you know, uh African American male achievement formerly in, in OUSD. And I've been working with them for some years now, right? And I actually did some work with them where they had partnered with the Warriors. And we were connected with um young people throughout Oakland. And through that actual process, the Warriors contacted me it's like oh we like the work that you were doing with them can you do something with us too and that's what a lot of the work has been like i get around one group of people one person sees and says something to someone else and then it just grows and grows and grows and i didn't even know they were going to play that on tv i just thought it was just something um, private they were doing online then all of a sudden i started getting text messages like did i just see you on tv doing yoga i said did you and, and I started getting screenshots and stuff like that. So, I'm, like I said, I'm just happy it can, it can get out there. And, of course, working with the Warriors, uh, the, the all-star championship organization, who really they really do focus on the whole human being. Like the champion is not just someone who wins. It's somebody who does everything they can for their mind, their body, their spirit, and their emotions to get in alignment to achieve their goals. So to be able to be working with them, and to be from Oakland and something I couldn't even thought of as a as a kid growing up in Oakland
1: that's awesome that is really awesome and so uh, my next question for you is what do you see from your perspective as
2: the benefit well I think the benefit is it's like you know like sometimes we, we got the man cave right but really 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 just to say you don't have the resources to build your own man cave all do all that Where it really is, is it's right here. All right. And right here. It's that space that that we can go to and find out who we really are. Find out where our strengths and our challenges are and be real with it, because with consistent practice, there will be certain things that one cannot avoid. Because uh, one challenge is when people really start sitting down. With the, with the meditation and with the mindfulness and the silence, all type of things start coming to their mind and it becomes difficult to focus. Uh, and some people just give up after that. Cause it's like, yo, I tried to meditate and I tried to be mindful, but I'm thinking about everything. But with the, what's not explained to them is that that's just a natural part. So after you practice, you know, regularly, that stream of thoughts and consciousness and overwhelmingness, it begins to settle settle, and settle to a point where you you think about nothing. It's just stillness. And then certain key elements will start popping up in your mind and in your heart that you need to take a closer look at. So instead of having to think about a hundred things at a time, what begins with practice, you think about one key important thing in your life and you're able to look at it from multiple perspectives and maybe be able to hopefully separate ourselves from Our emotions and maybe things that we've done that were challenging for us, because there's a difference between who we are and sometimes what we feel and the things that we've done, especially there in the past. So it begins to ground us in the center where. We're no longer regretful about things that happened in the past, but we don't have anxiety about the future or, re- or repeating those things that have brought us challenge. We're like we're accepting of what it is right here, right now and knowing that all is well. So, you know, I'm 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 explaining it. But for me, I know there's nothing like having a regular um, practice, being able to sit with yourself uh, in silence and um one really doesn't know until they put that put that time in
0: oh man you are inspiring me for sure i feel like i need to try yoga this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Sh- hey shaka i'm curious did anything surprise you along this journey you know from the time that you you started you started the training to the time you started namaste ready till till today is there anything along this this journey of starting your business that that surprised you
2: you know, it definitely, like, recently, the amount of calls I've been getting from black men about classes, like, that has been really surprising and humbling. And I especially say it's not like the, you know, granola-eating tree hugger type, you know, that you know, we have here in the in the Bay Area that people can stare. It's like brothers from all walks of life. And that has been surprising and and, and definitely humbling. And I, I also think that. Finding this international community of um, black men who do yoga, like with um, black boys Own, like now it just seems like there's so many more people who are practicing and then showing themselves in other groups of people practicing online. So the growth of the community that I've seen over the past couple of years has ha- has been has been beautiful, um, definitely. And then, you know, just seeing the growth here in Oakland, you know, before the pandemic, just the amount of yoga studios opened up by um, black folks in, in POC. It's, it's, it's been um, it's been inspiring. So you told us
0: earlier that you're working on a documentary oh, about, yes. about yoga, about black men
2: and yoga. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that one right there is something that um, kind of popped up. This was part of this. Uh, you know, we talked about the the quarantine pivot. Right. The pandemic pivot. Well, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in my room last year, somewhere midway through 2020. And I'm like, hey, what happened to all that footage? People were feeling of me doing yoga. Uh, and I used to have a yoga program that I was leading in um, partnership with Naroga Institute and, and Frick Middle School, Frick Impact Academy in East Oakland. And Naroga would come through and film. KDOL um, would film. Um, you know, that's Oakland's um, uh, media unit. And then some other folks would come by and film. We have, we have guest speeches and instructors and people come in. And I started reaching out to everyone I knew who had footage and throughout this time uh, i've been able to team up with a producer and editor Um, and we have a team that we've been working on all this footage editing editing it together hopefully for a release in probably early 2022. Uh, so right now we're uh, applying to film festivals and getting ready for our own independent distribution so it's really about the journey that the young people had Uh, In East Oakland at Frick, learning yoga and mindfulness for the first time in their lives. And also some perspective of what it was like for me as an instructor, because um, Frick ended up becoming the first middle school in OUSD to have yoga as an elective. Right. Right where kids can just go like, oh, yeah, I want to take this, you know, instead of P.E. or something like that. So it was really groundbreaking uh, at the time. I'm no longer there. Uh, so this documentary is kind of like uh, um, in memory of that of that um, flagship program that that happened there. Awesome. Awesome. So I uh I have a,
1: another couple of questions. So mm-hmm. the first one is can you talk about uh cuz we we we've, we've definitely touched on the mindfulness uh or the mindfulness benefits from yoga but what about the physical mm-hmm. uh benefits? Can you talk about like what you feel like people can gain from uh that that aren't familiar with yoga? What they can gain from it physically?
2: Yes. So what I was taught is that the yoga and the physical aspect of it, the poses were developed after the meditation and the mindfulness. So, what happened was the shamans, the priests, the priestesses, although they would be in the forest trying to sit and meditate and be still for long periods of time, what they found out is their body began to ache after a certain amount of time. So, these poses um, were developed to be worked in coalition with your breath and what they found out was that the more that they stretch the more that they breathe the more they challenge themselves physically the longer they could sit still in meditation and mindfulness and be able to bring insights for themselves and for the people all right so the physical aspect is is a means to an end right we're not doing it just to make our bodies more physically fit is to calm our minds and to bring us closer to the creator and become in alignment with life itself, right? So if we're doing any things that is uh, harmful to our physical body, our mental body, emotional body, these are things that we can take a look at and be like, hey, do I still want to do this, right? If I'm kind to myself while I'm practicing on the mat, am I kind to myself and to others when I'm not practicing yoga on the mat? Right? So it's like this is a the the, the physical part is a all encompassing part of the practice itself. Like some people say, oh it's a it's a lifestyle, right? But you know it, it is definitely a way of life that brings us into alignment with ourselves and with others. And one people people gotta understand, even if you're not doing the gymnastics of everything, right? You're still practicing yoga. As long as you have breath moving through your body, you're practicing yoga. It's just that are you mindful about what your breath is doing? Uh, Are you mindful about how the external world affects you? Do you start holding on to your breath in stressful situations? Um, Do you hyperventilate? And it just gives us a more well-rounded perspective. And some of us, you know, just on how we were born and our interactions uh, here on Earth that we've had throughout our lives, some of us need more physical practice to balance out our minds. right? Some of us need more of the mindful practice so that our bodies can be free and do what they need to do. Uh, because what happens is certain traumatic experiences are stored within our body. right? So some of the things that we need for our own health have to be um, exercised out through physical activity. And I I tell you, more than one time, I myself and I've witnessed others, they'll be practicing and people will just, you know, break out in tears uh, just because they're having a sort of somatic emotional release um, um, from the actual work. Uh, And then it may make them think of something that happened in the past that they thought they may have gotten over, but really hadn't. So. I say the, the physical, you might be doing, you think you're doing physical work, but you may really be doing work on, on your mind and your spirit at the same time.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I never would have looked at it that way. Uh, so, where yeah. can people find you?
2: Well, they can find me uh, at namasteready.life on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, occasionally, I do um, classes. Open for the community. But um, throughout most of the quarantine, I was doing private classes um, for families who are homeschooling their, their kids, working with my own family. But uh, I was able to do like two very powerful um, month long workshops in 2020. Um, I did one with Spirit Works, uh, which is a, a nonprofit organization here in Oakland where we opened it up for black men to practice yoga for 21 days straight. And we all got together on Zoom, um, listened to music, practiced yoga, and were able to um, kind of decompress with each other um, throughout that time, right? And this was, you know, sometimes I think we had close to maybe 70, 80 people sign up for the class and classes might have averaged um, 10, 15 people per class. Um, throughout those 21 days And what was great Is that we recorded the classes And people are able Who signed up They're still able to access them Anytime they want Right uh, And then just in Black History Month I teamed up with Okur Who's based in East Oakland And we did a Black History Month 28 days of yoga Where myself and four other Four or five other yoga practitioners Came in Because everyone has their own Different type of style Even if you're trained In the same style Your approach may be different So Sometimes people just have to find the right yoga instructor that's good for them. So we did. We had a whole bunch of yoga instructors come in, offer their style of yoga. And we did that for 28 days straight during Black History Month. And each day we recognized an influential figure um, in black history, a quote from them and uh, influential uh, black musician and their music. So that one was that one was fun that we did. So hopefully, you know, before the end of this year, we're going to be doing another one. And I'll be posting about that. And you can find that all on the on the social media.
0: That's outstanding, man. I was already thinking I'm going to have to put that on my calendar for next February. But
2: then you said you might do it before the end of the year. So I'm I'm all in for that. Let me know. Yeah. When yeah. Maybe we'll maybe <laughs> we'll do one, you know, another one for the end of the year. I'm not sure what what the theme will be, but whatever it is, we're, we're going to go hard in there yeah no, no, this has been great, Chaka.
0: We really appreciate your time. Um, I mean, I know I learned a lot uh, about yoga that I didn't know before, and, and as I said, I'm fired up to, to to try it out.
2: Yes, yeah, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> um, all
0: right, well, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. and um you know we'll include kind of all your links for your uh, website and for your social media stuff
2: and the and the links for this episode. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for having me. And um, let the people know, just, you know, if you've ever wanted to try it, today's the day. I think what what was one of the sayings said the best time to have started something, no, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Right. The next best time is right now. It's right now. You're absolutely right about that.
1: Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.